Let me read a, a verse or two without you turning there. It says the words of Amos, who was among the herdsmen of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, the king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. It says that Amos um, was among the herdsmen. Uh, you know, we think of prophets as some special people, and um, I don't know whether we realize that the greatest of the prophets was at one time not a prophet. We have the idea that they were born and raised prophets. And a few of them were. John the Baptist was that way. Uh, Jeremiah found out that God had his eye on him the whole time. But uh, they're plain folks. God uses plain folks. And if we'll get the understanding that God uses plain folks, then uh, it'd be easier for us to receive the word when plain folks come up there and give us the word. Okay? Turn with me to uh, Luke chapter um, 2. Luke chapter 2. I'm not m much of one on tradition. I usually don't preach the Christmas story during Christmas time or Easter story during Easter time. Um, I, I don't think I do it on purpose, but um, I believe the message, whatever those messages are, they're for all the time, not for special times. I think we ought to hear about the risen Christ any day of the week, any Sunday. We ought to hear that the Savior came any time rather than just twice a year. But uh, tonight, to break a little tradition, not much, but uh, in my own self, I want to share something that really not on this subject, but yet it is. Um, one of the greatest events that happened to this earth was that Jesus came. There's nothing in this world that it's ever happened that's more uh, important or life-changing for this entire world. Someone who came that we measure our calendars by. Isn't that something? He has changed and altered this whole universe, this whole world. Uh, someone who came that... that you know the, the amazing thing? The, the astonishing, the most amazing and astonishing thing is the fact that lives get changed by knowing this person. One of the greatest miracles in the world is that our life changes. Isn't that amazing that we can hear about someone and because we put our trust in Him or our faith in Him that it alters the rest of our life? Isn't that amazing? You know, we've believed in a lot of things, but in believing in this one person 
alters us the rest of our life. Just changes us totally. It's amazing. I mean, I believed in, in all sorts of things. I followed a lot of things, but nothing has changed my life. But Jesus changed my life. And, uh, and I, want, I want to share something with you tonight. Very simple. Uh, and I want to begin with verse 8 tonight. Chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very much afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, I want to stop right here. I want to say something. All that I read that about. The most important event that this world has ever known. The coming of Christ. The news was not delivered to the palace. The king didn't know about it. They didn't send telegrams. They didn't have an entourage before the king's palace or, for, or go to all the rich men's places. It went to the shepherds out in the field, which says something to me very much. There's some, Jesus would say this often. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. And when he said that, I realized that a lot of people don't have ears to hear. The news is broadcast. The declaration is made. And many not hear it. The world has heard this story. But the world has not received it. And God, knowing men, went the first place he went to announce the birth of his son was to some shepherds keeping a group of sheep out in the field folks I'll tell you what it says to me it says to me that what I read Wednesday night, there was a verse, no, well, I think it was Wednesday night or this morning, I can't remember which, this morning. I read a verse this morning in, in chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, I've said all that to say a little bit to you. An important thing to you. 
God takes the beggarly things and the unimportant people and the weak ones, the poor, those that don't have much self-esteem, and he's come to them to give them good news. I didn't want to hear Jesus whenever I thought I had it all together. But when I was at the bottom, I was ripe for the message. And because of that, and this is what I want to say to you, folks, you have been endowed with great love. You've been bestowed upon with great honor. You've been given a great privilege. You have been given greatness from God. You are somebody in Jesus. You may not be anybody to the world, but in God's sight, you're somebody. He loved you, gave him his son for you, his son died for you, and calls you special. And you ought not to let anybody tell you you're not special. I'm tired. I am tired of being called second rate. I'm tired of being called misfits. I'm tired of being called those people. I'm tired of being called whatever the world calls us. Mocked and laughed at. I'm tired of that. Aren't you? Do you know what we... The problem is we've received it. We've heard it and received it. We've let that come into us and into our ears and saying that we're second-rate citizens in this world. Well, partially true. I'll tell you why. I just thought of it. I'll tell you why. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. You ever hear that? I am a second-rate citizen according to this world. I don't belong here. I'm, I'm just passing through. I'm, as the scripture says, a pilgrim. But I'm going to a far better place. I have a greater king. I have a greater Lord. I have a greater name. In other words, in God's sight, now don't take this wrong, I'm somebody. I'm somebody because he made me somebody. And I'm somebody in his sight, not my own sight, not in other people's sight. I am somebody in his sight. Regardless of what you think about me, I'm somebody in God's sight. You know, of, you know, I, 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 I was thinking about this tonight. These shepherds who are, who had the, really the, I don't know how, whether to say it like this, but probably the, the um, I don't know whether it's the lowest job. You think it was the lowest job in those days? Standing out there keeping sheep? But uh, whatever it was, he brought the choir, the angelic choir, 
he sent a special delivery angel to these men and declared the birth of his son. Hallelujah. One day he declared it to me too. One day he declared it to you too. He said, there's a son being given. Folks, it's changed my life. And I wouldn't want to change it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take for what God's done in my life. I, I have I've struggled against God. I've, I've not liked the way He's run my life at times. I've argued with Him. I have, I have not been the most obedient son. But, you know, I, I wouldn't trade it. Everything He's ever been to me. And you know what? He won't trade me. He loves me. He loves you. He cares for us. And I wouldn't trade it. There's a scripture in uh, Hebrews. And uh, let me see if I can find it. It says, Hebrews chapter 11. He said, What shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel, the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire and escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, being valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tested, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins, and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, listen to this, of whom the world was not worthy. The world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves in the earth, and these all have received witness through faith, received not that promise, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should be made perfect. You see what that said? Of whom the world was not worthy. He's taken the weak things, the beggarly things, us ignorant folk, and raised us up to be his children. Hallelujah. I have nothing to offer the Lord. I have nothing to give in exchange. 
but you know he wouldn't have it any other way. I didn't buy what I have. It was given. I didn't receive it for payment. It's by grace. By his love. I have much to be thankful for tonight. And you do too. Folks, we have nothing to complain about. Regardless of how things are at home, whether everything's going right, all our bills paid, or, or uh, regardless of our troubles, whether anybody likes us or not, or whether we've been ill-treated, or whatever it might be, I have no complaints tonight. Knowing Jesus Christ is enough. And you know, folks, we don't think about it enough. There's so much we take it for granted. But it's worth it. It's worth it. I get ashamed of myself for allowing the world to intimidate me. Intimidate the Son of God, one of the sons of God, one of His children. One snatched out from the pit and let them intimidate me. I get ashamed of myself letting them do that. And as I said, I'm tired of it. The Lord's making me tired of a lot of things lately. You may have heard me saying it enough. He's making me tired of a lot of things attitudes that I have and actions that I do thing, the ways that I, I, I letting the devil put me under bondages and fears and worries and concerns and uh, get tired of him the reason is I don't have to be that way isn't that something I don't have to be that way and the reason I am is I let him do that to me let him Lord loves us. I didn't have much to say tonight except that. I saw that God God loves people. And God loves the simple folks. And God's no respecter of what we honor and respect. The riches and the honor and the honorable. God doesn't look on that to respect persons. He loves people. Amen. Um, I want to take some time. I'm not, you realize I'm not preaching tonight. I, I'm just talking to you. Um, I I watch I've watched my life how it's changed over the many years since I got saved and uh, and I'm amazed at what God's done in my life but in 
in reading that and in, in looking into that, um, these uh, shepherds were never the same. It doesn't talk about it, but they're never the same. I mean, you don't see the Christ. You don't hear angelic choirs and have an angel come and tell you what's happened and go see it and be the same. But tonight I was thinking and, and looking around even tonight um, at you, I, I see that meeting the same Christ has changed you. I've seen what God's done in four and a half years in you. I see some of you that's been saved since within the last, within that four and a half year period, changed tremendously. I see some of you have grown and matured so much that I can't hardly imagine or remember what you were like when I first saw you. And I realize that most of us sit around and, and with this, this in our mind, uh, we can't hardly see the change in ourselves. But there's great change in us. I could just go around pointing fingers. And I wouldn't have to miss a one of you. I mean, not, not a one of you that I've known for very long. What I've seen God done, I do in changing you. And He's taken the pardon expression, the simple folks that we were, and come into our life and made something different out of us. We're not perfect, but we've come a long ways. Can I embarrass a couple of you? I hate to say it about a few because I could say it about all. May I embarrass a few of you? Huh? There's uh, one couple that four years ago some, some came so close to leaving the church because things were so new and barely held on, didn't you? Barely held on. Wanted to leave. You know what I'm talking about? She was telling me a while ago, or just a few minutes ago, before church, how God instantly healed her this morning. Four years ago, she didn't know whether she believed in healing. And instantly healed. Pretty sick. And instantly healed her this morning. Without anybody, uh, her husband prayed for her. She didn't come up here and let me pray. Her husband prayed for her. Quite a change. I'm, I'm watching you grow. I see it. And I'll embarrass somebody else. Here is a a, a basket case. I'm not lying, am I? That God restored and raised up. Right? 
You know, instead of being a basket case, now she's helping others. But and and uh, but that's God, folks. That's God. And I could just it's one right there that uh, I didn't even know why she even came to this church because she believed so contrary didn't you Charlie I don't know why you don't know either I don't either because she's so what she was taught so disagreed with what was going on here and uh, but you know what God did healed her one day and it changed her mind (laughs) I mean healed her something that she'd had for some time 25 years God healed her and that's hard to hard to deny you know it's hard to say it didn't happen and uh, that I remember the when Peter and John uh, that man's was healed it was crippled and he was raised up and here, here was their argument they said but this man is here before us and we can't deny this you know what are we going to say about this right but I could go around pointing fingers of people I've seen changed so drastically and what what I'm saying is that God has taken us where we were and he has changed us and is changing us and now we're rich in the kingdom we're rich with God whereas we were poor we thought we were rich we said we were rich and didn't know we were blind and deaf and dumb and our God takes people like us people like us and comes into our life and changes us so that we could never again deny the Lord. Never again deny the Lord. We would have a hard time. I, I, she didn't know I even noticed it. But I watched Sandra change from the first time I saw her come in here in the old building. And how much I've seen her change when God came in. How he's changed her. I, I see those things. You know, I, I don't sit down and talk to you and find out. It just becomes evident that people are changing. But the thing is, I could say that about every single one of you. I could go down that I know very much about I see God changing. Some a little more than others. Some a little farther than others face changing one thing I don't want you to do don't ever stop changing 
One day when you think you've gotten there, you're in trouble. If you can't change anymore, you're in trouble. You know what I can say next year? I can say it already by faith. You know what I can say next year? I could go around again and saying, I've seen you change. Have you seen this man change in the last year? Amen. We never stop changing. Never going to approach or get to where God is in His fullness. We're going to keep on changing and becoming like Him. Amen? I thought they were going to run out of here for a while too. Robert and Becky. Didn't know they was going to stay for a while. I saw God dealing in them, changing them. not picking on certain ones because I could sure tell you about every one of you a little bit about every one of you praise God folks this is what it's all about do you know this is what you know where this is the way that I get the joy of seeing God change people you know what doesn't bring me joy it doesn't bring me joy to fill this place up and see how many people would get in here. The bigness in numbers is not important. The bigness in God is important. Is God building big you? In other words, are you getting big? Men? You understand that? Amen. I would hope that the Lord would find us simple enough to come and tell us about Jesus. If he was to come tonight, he'd say, I know where there's a shepherd and a bunch of sheep. And they're not in the king's palace. They're just out in the field. And that's who I want to tell them about Jesus, that my son's come. You know when the king found out? Do you think he found out months later? Got so angry, he plotted to kill Jesus and kill every child in that area from two years old and under. The shepherds went and bowed before him. The king went to kill him. The world has not changed. The world's out to destroy him. And the sheep are out to worship and praise him. Hallelujah. I'll read to you. You've heard it so much lately. I'll read it again. It's not my words, but his. 
You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people of his own. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Church, you're a peculiar, special people to God. Walk like it. Act like it. Live like it. Okay? Charlie said she's seen her change more than anybody around here. And I've seen these two right here change beyond my imagination. And these. Hmm? Oh, yeah. My goodness, yes. There's another one I thought would never come back. Come back and got full of the Holy Spirit and then he can't run her off. Hallelujah. I praise the Lord. I just realized today that I'm not going to see you again until next year. <laughs> Doesn't seem right, but maybe I'll see, maybe I'll be here the day before next year, but see some of you trying we're going to try to get back today before but we'll see you next year for sure okay I want to tell you I love you all of you and I know that if I never saw you again that your walk with the Lord is not dependent upon me. You have grown to depend upon Him. If I never saw you again, I'd know that you'd walk with God. And that's a great joy to me, folks. I've never wanted, I've never wanted babies I wanted people to grow up and stand on their own two feet and live without me and I want you dependent upon me and I see that kind of growth in you that you are learning to depend on the Lord and one another and that's maturity that's growth Father we we love you tonight and as your word says that we love you really because you loved us first and Father you loved us as your word says that even while we were yet sinners Christ died for us a love, Father, for your enemies. 
to give your son for them, to make them your friends, to make them more than your friends, your children. And Father, we're at awe tonight of that kind of love because we don't have it. Our desire is to have that kind of love that we'd give ourselves one for another. Father, may we learn to love each other. May we learn to love each other with an unselfish love. One to esteem each other better than ourselves. One to have one motive in our heart. And that's to edify and build up one another. And never be caught tearing down each other. But Father, that your love would be so instilled in us and so rooted in us that we'd have that kind of love flowing forth from us. Father, I thank you for the strength that I see in your people. I thank you, Father, for the growth that I see in your children. I thank you, Father, for the, 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 the encouragement that you give me to see that they walk in, in faith. And I just thank you for that, Father. And I praise you. It's all been your work and all you're doing. And I give you the praise and the honor and the glory for it. Amen. 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 Anybody got testimony before we go? Charlie? worst preaching we can ever hear is when the world preaches to us, folks. Right, Helen? Amen. Anyone else? I'm sorry I took yours away from you. You can, you can add to it if you'd like. We'll see you next year or before. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Sunday school, Jerry McDowell is going to teach Sunday school. It'll be very interesting. Sure and get here. <laughs>